Hello, this is Judy Rodman. You're listening to All Things Vocal Podcast. This is the audio version of the blog you can find at judyrodman.com. Today's episode is The Power of Getting to the Point. In other words, your central message as songwriter, singer, or speaker. Let's start by talking about writing the message. Great songs, like any great art, have a point. The listener should be able to get this central takeaway, no matter what twists and turns the lyrics take. You don't necessarily start out clearly knowing the point. Sometimes it's got to be discovered as the song takes shape. But without that center of meaning, I think songwriting's just an exercise in rhyming lines. By all means, explore creative rabbit trails with your writing, but then edit and rewrite to the point. Often, the details of the scene will be different for songwriter and listener. A powerful song can be just vague enough to fit several different exact realities. You will have to take into account the genre of music you want to write to when you decide how vague the details can be. For instance, R&B and country song details need to be more earthy and specifically detailed than some more avant-garde, alternative, and pop songs. And songs written specifically for media can even be more vague. But there still should be some kind of central message or feeling communicated from the totality of the song. The verses, choruses, bridge, and embellishment lines all need to relate to that message. The same is true for story songs. Just like a movie, an emotionally compelling story song needs a crux point, a turning point, a central reason for being told. Great speeches have a central message as well. It's common today for speeches to be written with three stories or subpoints, but they all somehow connect to an overarching message. Let's talk about word count considerations. Concise writing uses only words that are absolutely necessary to make the point. And concise writing is a hallmark of memorable, legendary songs in all kinds of genres. A great exercise in editing and rewriting is to take something you write and cut the number of words in half without detracting from the message. There's a scene in one of the Indiana Jones movies with Indiana as a young boy coming into his father's study. The son hands his father an essay he's just finished. The elder Jones reads the essay, then hands it back and says something to the effect of, Now half it. Much to the chagrin of the boy who just wants to go fishing. The scene's central point illustrates the lifelong, hilariously adversarial, yet character-honing relationship between these two. If you think the skill of concise writing is out of date based on all the wordy hits in today's marketplace, I would ask you to examine the lyrics of the most successful of these songs. Notice how all the words actually do fit together in an expertly woven tapestry. Yes, these songs use more words, but they also make every word count. The earliest I remember seeing this trend begin was in the Jagged Little Pill album by Alanis Morissette. Of course, you would tailor your word count to the space you have available. Say 30 seconds for a jingle, three and a half minutes for a song, 45 minutes or longer for a speech or presentation. Perhaps to write brilliantly with a larger word count, one could try the opposite experiment. 
Take an essay, script, or lyric and double it without adding useless words, writing all words to the central point. To help you get to the point of your next song, try this writing exercise. Ask five questions. Number one, what? What is the central point of the message you're trying to deliver? In deciding this, make sure it's a strong message that somehow makes the world a better place for you and for your ideal audience. If it's a sad message, it should somehow make the person let go or feel better. Even a party song can lift the spirits of your listener. You should be able to clearly articulate this central point in one sentence. Number two, who? Who are you talking to? A friend? The composite heart of a group of people, such as a friend group or an audience? Yourself in the mirror? Keep the lyric focused on this who. Number three, why? Why are you talking to that heart? What do you want them to understand at an emotional level? Think like you're having a conversation. What would the listener's facial and body language look like if you've actually gotten through to them with the central point of your message? Number four, where? Where would the movie scene take place that you're having this conversation? It can help tremendously to imagine being in that scene as you create the arc of your lyric or script. Number five, how? How should you deliver the message? What kind of melody or groove would deliver the point? Bouncy, happy, quietly pensive, strong and dramatic, flirty and smooth? Or would it be stronger if it was opposite the message for an interesting irony? Imagine an up-tempo bouncy tune under these lyrics. Hey, ho, this Ferris wheel's too high. Hey, ho, we're all gonna die. A famous and legendary hit that took this tactic was written by Don McLean and called The Day the Music Died. Very upbeat melody and groove, but very serious lyric and very powerful. Next, let's talk about delivering the message with your voice. There's a secret truth understood by great singers, speakers, and actors that can get overlooked in our complicated and competitive marketplace. Here it is. The reason the voice exists is to deliver messages. If you deliver the message well, this is what gives your voice real value. The heaviness, phrasing, register mix, and tone of voice you use when you sing or speak will color your lyrics with meaning or not. To powerfully make your point and deliver your message, you can ask yourself the same five questions we just asked the writer. Number one, what is the central message you're trying to get across? Number two, who are you talking to? Number three, why are you saying this to that heart? What do you want them to understand at an emotional level? Number four, where would you be having this conversation? What colors, smells, feels, tastes, sounds do you hear that place you and anyone listening to you in the scene. Of course, this is easier if you actually are talking to the one heart of the audience right in front of you. And number five, how would your voice need to sound to get the right reaction to the point you're trying to make? 
This is Judy Rodman. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave me a review, especially at iTunes. For more information on my vocal training and studio production services for your voice, go to www.judyrodman.com. Thanks for listening. Check back soon for the next episode of All Things Vocal, the podcast for singers, speakers, vocal coaches, and studio producers.